0: Welcome back to the Cal Chiefs podcast. I'm your host, Ray Geich, and I would like to welcome our guest, our new president for Cal Chiefs, and the fire chief for the Sonoma County Fire District, Mark Hine. Uh, chief Hine has hosted our podcast a few times, and I know he's been a guest a few times as well. So I wanted to uh, welcome Chief Hine back to the podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you, Ray. It's good to be here.
0: It's great to have you. Um, so you've been the president now for what about two weeks or so, maybe a little bit longer. Um, as the president of Cal Chiefs. How's that going so far?
1: Yeah, it's been about two weeks since the conference, and uh, it's going great. You know, Cal Chiefs never slows down, and uh, certainly in my last two weeks is a example of that. Uh, we're full speed ahead, and a lot of previous programs started under your leadership as president and under President Tubbs from last year, and I'm carrying those forward, and we're certainly engaging on some new endeavors for our Cal
0: Chiefs members as well. Yeah, for sure. So, I always think it's interesting to get into a little bit of where people started in their careers and um I always think that's interesting because we all start different ways we all come into the fire service a little bit different ways so would you mind kind of sharing you know your journey what what made you interested in being in the fire service and kind of what was that journey to get to you to a full-time firefighter then if you don't mind just taking a couple of minutes and walking us through kind of where you've been, which departments you've worked at, because I know you've worked at a few. And then kind of, you know, what was your process to go all the way up to the fire chief?
1: Sure, I'd be happy to. So um, I had kind of a unique start in the fire service when I got out of high school, I grew up in Marin County. When I got out of high school, I went to the local junior college and um, really had the ambition to be an ER doctor, of all things. Uh, but I took my first chemistry semester and realized I had absolutely no idea what the hell they were talking about. So, figured that was probably not going to be a gr- good career track to pursue. Uh, but I got turned on to be EMT school that was being held there because at the time I was starting as a volunteer firefighter for a small one station department in Marin County. Attended EMT school and started working for a local private ambulance company there, doing some nine one one work and, and a lot of interfacility transport work and really kind of get lit up about patient care and the world of EMS, and so ended up putting myself through paramedic school. And at that time, there weren't very many in the early 1980s, and I went through Stanford Hospital's uh, program at that time, and then went to work in Contra Costa County for a private ambulance company for about three years over there in a very high call volume system, and, and actually, even though I was a volunteer firefighter at the time, I Didn't have super aspirations to get into the fire service, just wasn't on my radar screen. I was kind of enjoying the EMS world and had a good friend who was applying for the Novato Fire District in Marin County and enticed me to go apply with him. And Novato Fire at that time was hiring its first round of paramedic firefighters. And I was fortunate enough in 1986 to get hired by them as a paramedic firefighter and spent 32 years after that going up through the different ranks within the organization and ended up serving there five years as fire chief. And come about 2018, I was sort of timing out in the Marin retirement system, but my passion for the fire service and executive leadership at that time was still strong and alive and wanted to continue to serve. Opportunity came up in Sonoma County for two small fire districts that were sharing an administrative staff together. And interestingly enough, that was February of 2018. It was only a few months after the big 2017 firestorms ravaged much of Sonoma County I came into these two small districts that had been greatly impacted by those fires and had virtually lost about a quarter of their budget overnight because of the infrastructure that was destroyed. Um, And since then, uh, we took a hard look at consolidating fire departments in Sonoma County because it just made a whole lot more sense administratively, made a whole lot more sense from an administration standpoint and from a finance standpoint, really. Um, And since 2018, we've consolidated seven fire districts into what is now the Sonoma County Fire District, which is an independent district in Sonoma County. So it's really kind of my journey up through the fire service. Uh, I really started in EMS. I still have a big passion for EMS and the fire service. Um, and it's really uh, kind of pointed me in the different directions as far as my fire service career goes to chase that subject and, and try to be as proficient as I can.
0: So I, I know how it was to get hired in the 90s because I got hired in the 90s, um, and so, what was what was going on in the '80s during that time for for you? Was it was it easier to get hired back then? Or was it harder? What was the um, the process back then in the '80s, mid '80s to get hired in the fire department?
1: Yeah, I think Southern California, you know, was way ahead of Northern California as far as getting paramedics into the fire service back then, and was still relatively new in most parts of Northern California. So when I tested for my paramedic firefighter job at Novato Fire District in Marin. There were six of us competing for four jobs so you know if you put that in perspective to what the young generation now has to compete for or certainly had to compete for in the, in the 90s um, you were competing against hundreds if not thousands of applicants so yeah. i do think it was a lot easier back then and but at the same time we were forging new territory
0: really blending fire suppression and ems together yeah for sure i mean that's that's within a decade of really when you know paramedicine has started so you're kind of in the beginning of a lot of that that must have been pretty cool to see and and i'm, I'm sure during your your tenure you've seen a lot of changes in, in paramedicine from from the mid-80s when when uh when you were doing it and to now is uh, significantly different i'd imagine
1: yeah absolutely i mean uh, you know our heroes back then were johnny and roy on squad 51 right the emergency yeah. tv series but I try to use that joke in my firehouses today with my newest paramedic firefighters, and of course, uh, that reference is lost in a lot of cases.
0: Yeah, they'd have to go YouTube that for sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, I know you guys went through a lot of consolidation. In fact, you did a great podcast on on for us and Cal Chiefs. And if people want to go back to your podcast in consolidation, that's a really great podcast. I I learned a lot. I always worked, um, you know, I worked for a a big department at one point and then I always worked for a city fire department. So um, we never, I never went through a consolidation, but I know just talking to you and knowing you over the years, you've, you've had a lot of experience in that. And if people want to uh, touch back on that, just, just look back on our podcast. And I know chief Hein uh, did a great uh, podcast on that a while back. So how many, how many, stations did you guys end up with in Sonoma uh, County?
1: So we went from uh, three staffed fire stations and through the consolidations, we're at 11 stations right now. Um, And as part of the consolidations, you know, it really opened the door to a lot of opportunities for the fire district that we wouldn't have had if we were still a small three station department serving a lot of rural territory. We've been able to pursue a lot of unique public-private partnerships uh, we now have an air program that is both EMS focused for scene response, critical care transports, and does aerial firefighting for us. And that's a very unique public-private partnership between the fire district and Reach Helicopters. So it's just one example. I think that you know, as a larger, self-sustained, and efficient, and financially stable organization, we're able to pursue unique opportunities that we might not be afforded to us in other circumstances.
0: What did you, I know I've known you for several years now, uh, we both, you know, worked with each other in different levels in Cal Chiefs. And um, what was, how did you get into Cal Chiefs? And then kind of what was your journey all the way up through to your current position of being a president?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. Um, and I'm hoping others can take some of this information, maybe think about a journey they might want to take through Cal Chiefs too. But Now, when I first made Fire Chief in Novato in 2013, I did a little introspective work on myself and and really felt it was time to step up and give something back to the profession. Uh, I wasn't really in the teaching circuit. I wasn't writing articles, doing some of those things that a lot of my peers and mentors and coaches had done. But I felt Cal Chiefs was a good way to get back to the fire service in California. So, I ran for the position of treasurer, which I thought was a good introductory position. Uh, A few folks in the Cal Chiefs circles at that time had kind of suggested that as a good way to get introduced to the Cal Chiefs Executive Board and learn how Cal Chiefs operates and really good things that we do. So since that time, I was uh, able to spend nine years on the board, really preparing, learning what Cal Chiefs does, learning how things work, what's important to the California Fire Service and more importantly, I think, uh, being coached by some really great Cal Chiefs leaders throughout that time, we got to work with a lot of presidents, um, a lot of president elects, a lot of good leaders and managers in the California Fire Service. And it really kind of propelled me to throw my hat in the ring in 2022 for the president elect position. And you know, for some of our members that may not understand our structure, we elect our president as a president elect. And kind of spend a year in that title, almost like our vice president role, being mentored and coached for the role of president. And then when you finish your year as president, you serve a year as past president. So we often refer to the Cal chiefs presidents, and that's the the three positions. Um, and I was fortunate enough to be elected by the membership to the president-elect position in 2022. And it's, you know, it's a considerable honor when you are elected by people that you consider to be our industry's uh, most successful leaders, and so it's something that I, I feel very honored by. It's something I take extremely seriously to make sure that I'm representing our Cal Chiefs members and the California Fire Service properly, and and that the whole board is working as uh, one team on one mission. Um, and I was sworn into the president role at our conference a couple of weeks ago.
0: Yeah, that was great. Um, so I knew when I knew when I started getting into Cal Chiefs, you were already there. You were kind of a a a stable um figure in, in cal cheese for a long time. How long did you do the treasurer position um for CalCheese?
1: Yeah, uh, almost eight years. Wow. <laughs> so uh, but but you know it it was a great opportunity to really learn probably most importantly what value CalCheese brings to all of its members and the absolute necessity for cal chiefs to be the voice of the california fire service and again i was very fortunate to be prepared coached, mentored by some really good people um, not the least of which is our current executive director jeff meston who i had the fortune in my fire service uh, leadership career to work for in Nevada for many years Um, and now you know the opportunity to work with jeff once again in a coaching and mentoring role as the current president is is really a unique opportunity and You know, the message I I really want to share with folks that if you really want to get into a leadership role in not just your jurisdiction, but really have some impact on how the California Fire Service operates and position us for the future. um, I would really encourage you to take a a look at getting on the Cal chiefs board or an executive board role. Um, Yes, it's demanding. Yes, it's time consuming but it's exceptionally rewarding to work with some just really top-notch individuals and really top-notch leaders in our industry and really encourage folks to take a look at that opportunity.
0: Yeah, I would even, I I totally agree with you on that. I would take that a step further and say, I've been asked a lot of times over the years, like how do I get involved in in Cal Chiefs and on, on the actual Cal Chiefs board and so on and so forth. And there's only a certain amount of positions. And what I would tell people as well is obviously if there's positions that are open and they're in your area, as far as an area director or whatever's coming up, you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's opportunities there. But what I would also say is there's opportunities in the sections as well for, for even if you're a fire chief um, there's a lot of fire chiefs that are, that are helping us uh, doing great work in all of our sections. And that's also another place to start and kind of get your, your toe in the water for Cal chiefs and, um, it gets you working with the board a little bit and working with different um, areas. And uh, I think that's a great area to start as well and kind of get your name out there a little bit and get you, you know, going on some projects and, and working with some people. And it's uh, that's a really that's kind of how I started. I started in the operations section a long time ago, and uh, that's what kind of introduced me to to Cal Chiefs. And then I came in through becoming an area director and then um, worked through uh, all of that. But um, you had mentioned a little bit earlier about, you know, you know working I asked you about being the treasurer for eight years. That's a long time uh, before before you do that. I'd imagine I think you being in that position is probably one of the longer tenured persons that are actually sitting on our executive board. So you' you're you're in an interesting position in that you got to see a lot of different things in Cal Chiefs. What are some of the things that you if you look back at, at you beginning eight years ago, um, what, are, what do you think are some of the differences today than they were eight years ago um, when you were on the board?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So uh, first, let me back up a notch because I, I fully support what you said. I think there's many opportunities for folks to get involved in that Cal Chiefs mission and sharing our vision for where we're trying to go. And it doesn't have to necessarily be a board seat. Um, I think we are engaging more so than ever, certainly more than in my tenure, with our sections right now and really trying to forge those relationships and empower them and and get them working on the Cal Chiefs mission uh, at the at that section or branch level. So now I've seen a lot of changes in Cal Chiefs. Um, I've seen us move towards really turning the ship into a proactive organization as opposed to a reactive organization. I think for many years we were a little bit stuck most likely by circumstance and the complexity of issues and being reactive to issues that would come up. But I think now we're trying to look ahead with our visionary hats on and say, what do we see as opportunities for Cal Chiefs in the next few years? And then turn those into realities Um, and that there's no better evidence than some of the recent reorganization work that Cal Chiefs has been doing. So I think really the number one answer to that question is we've turned the organization into a proactive association on behalf of our members. Second thing, and equally, if not maybe even a little bit more important, is we have stabilized the finances at Chase. The last few years, and certainly serving as the treasurer, I know with our executive director, uh, Jeff Messner and our previous executive directors, this has been a big threat to Cal Chiefs is our ability to sustain the things that we want to engage in, whether it's legislative actions, litigation actions, work on behalf of all our constituents and our members. Um, but it's been very challenging. But now Cal Chiefs is at a place right now, in my opinion, as the president, that we've stabilized our finances uh, and we have some good financial longevity uh, in place right now for the organization, which is going to open opportunities for us. So I really think it's those two things. And the last piece being the reorganization that really started under your vision and your leadership. Um, Chief Tubbs really continued that last year and really forged that territory, and, and we're going to continue into now what we're going to kind of refer to as phase two of reorganization. But in the reorganization, we've stabilized our finances, we've improved communications with our members, we've greatly enhanced the communication and relationship between the board and our sections and branches, and it's only going to serve to make it some much stronger and more unified voice in the fire service.
0: I think one of the things I found being the president was, and I've and I've mentioned this before, was right about the time I I was getting kind of comfortable of hey this is what I'm this is what I'm supposed to be doing as a president and you know getting kind of comfortable with with those things it seems like your year is up so I know it goes by very fast but it doesn't start you know one year at a time it's it's one of those uh, to your point continuing with what the past president has done with what that past executive team uh, has put together. And, you know, there's opportunities to to make some adjustments during the year because all sorts of different things are gonna come up during your time as a president that we're not even seeing right now that we don't even know is on the uh, on the horizon. They come up and we have to deal with them. But um, what did you learn on, you know, working with, with past president, uh, Chris Tubbs, fire chief out of uh, Southern Marin, Um, What did you learn working with him? And I know you worked very closely with him. You guys are uh, located very, very, uh, you know, you're both up north. What did you learn from him over that last year kind of getting ready for that uh, president's role?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I I have a very fortunate position of being able to call Chris a good friend, and so we had a really strong relationship before he uh, even came into the president-elect position, and then certainly as the president. But it was quite an honor to support Chris. I really saw my role as his president-elect or his vice president to be that supporter, to be ready to engage on things, uh, to give him honest feedback and input, and. Uh, you know things I really appreciated about President Tubbs is that number one he picked up the work that that you had kind of left as the, as the outgoing president and carried that forward because he knew how important that was to the Cal Chiefs board and did a great job taking that to the next level. Um, And it was great working with him uh, because he was really good about mentoring and coaching me for the future role. And I think that started with you coaching him and him coaching me. And and that's the perpetuation of why we have the three president roles at Cal And and so, you know, for me coming into the president role, I felt comfortable from the standpoint that I knew Chris had done a really outstanding job of trying to paint the picture for what I could expect as president. And as you said, and you're absolutely right, I mean, you never really know, right? You think you know everything about the position and then the things that we don't even uh, suspect come at us from left field. And The, the comfort in coming into the Cal Chiefs leadership positions like the president role is knowing that you've got an amazing team of board people all around you. It's not just me. I, I've got the incredible backup and overwhelming support of our current president elect, uh, Brian Fennessy out of Orange County Fire Authority, you know our past president, uh, Chief Tubbs, and, and certainly you and our executive director. So it is truly one team, one mission um, for the Cal Chiefs President. But overall, I really appreciated the time working alongside uh, Chris Tubbs. I think he did an amazing job as the Cal Chiefs President over the last year and having to migrate through some really difficult issues, uh, whether they were significant EMS challenges, threats and litigation that would adversely affect our members or the mission or vision of Cal Chiefs. And, you know, what keeps us all up at night in the Cal Chiefs leadership positions is making sure the decisions we make on how to address those are always in the best interest of the majority of those that we serve and, and really trying to keep that in our forefront and it's very difficult, um, but I learned uh, through Chris's grace and dealing with a lot of those issues, and the collaboration that you and Chris and I would have on some of those issues really helped prepare me to be successful. I think in the present
0: role. So now, so now you're in that role, and so the way it used to work is once you got into the president's role, we would do a planning meeting, and and that was pushed. Uh, it was really in January, sometimes even in February for the planning uh, meeting. And we decided a while ago that we needed to change that. I think we changed that last year for the first time. And we we pushed it way closer uh, to being in like November, October-ish uh, timeframe. And I know we're doing that this year in early December. And the reason for that was because we we wanted to set a better um you know lens for the executive board moving forward, but we also wanted to look at you know legislation, we wanted to work on, and it just gave us a little bit more time to get those things done, so we have that meeting coming up in in uh, in December that's going to be in your neck of the woods, what do you kind of see um, that you'd like to see coming out of that and moving us forward and oh, through your president's year?
1: Yeah, I, it, last year was really the foundation for a change in how we conduct our uh, planning sessions. And last year, we were fortunate to hold it at a unique location, which was Skywalker Ranch in Marin, and that's kind of a fun venue. Um, but we we sort of turned it around a little bit. And my plan for the planning meeting coming up in, uh, in just a short period of time here is really for me to share what I see as my vision for Cal Chiefs moving over the next year and then get a collective vision Uh, implemented throughout the rest of the executive board and and our general board leadership. Um, Make sure that we always are conducting a SWOT analysis on the association. You know, where are the strengths right now and how can we strengthen those even further? You know, what weaknesses might we have and how particularly we communicate with everybody and work with our constituents? And then certainly what opportunities are out there and what do we collectively see as threats? And I think that always then turns us into the proactive place. And, and again, that's really going to be a broken record in anything right now. I think it's about keeping us at a proactive posture as an association and then trying not to slip into the reactive nature. And again, we're always going to have to react to things. But I think the planning meeting this year is very focused on a shared vision for Cal Chiefs. It's very focused on what does reorganization next steps look like and how do we continue to strengthen our work with our sections and our branches, our allied agencies, our legislators and all those consultants that are so important to us. Um, and then looking ahead and saying, what do we know about 2024 and maybe what don't we know about 2024?
0: Yeah, so some of the folks in our audience maybe didn't get a chance to come to uh, the Cal Chiefs uh, conference in Ontario. and do you mind expanding a little bit on kind of what the reorg was? What is it about? What's it for? Um, Cause that was really based on our planning meeting from last year. That's where a lot of that stuff came from. Uh, would you mind kind of expanding on that a little bit? I, I can jump into, if you want me to, obviously, you, you guys asked me to help out a little bit on that. And uh, so, but we did that together and we, our goal was really to do a reorganization of, of, our sections and Cal Chiefs a little bit of of kind of how we do things. You want to touch on that a little bit, just so everyone's kind of up on the on the same page?
1: Yeah, I'd be happy to. So it, it really started simply with us asking a question about our current mission statement. And the current mission of Cal Chiefs is to be the voice of the California Fire Service. And I think it was even you. I can remember being asked that question at the beginning of the planning session, which is are we, are we really the voice of the California Fire Service still? And, you know, an organization can only be progressive in advance if it's willing to ask itself those hard questions and then answer them truthfully. And I think we all pondered that for a little bit and said, you know, I'm not so entirely sure we are the strong voice of the California Fire Service, and we need to do what it takes to instantly get back there in a really strong place. So that's really what started the concept of reorganizing Cal Chiefs, uh, coupled with the fact that. We felt very estranged from from some of our uh, sections and our branches. We felt maybe we didn't have some allied agencies as part of Cal Chiefs that really should have a role in Cal Chiefs, such as our tribal government fire chiefs or our volunteer and combo chiefs, which has since been added to Cal Chiefs. I wanted to strengthen our relationship with Metro Chiefs wanted to really have a stronger presence statewide at the legislative level and the advocacy level. So we took a hard look at all that and to really kind of sum it up uh, for our listeners, I I would sum it up and say that we have taken progressive steps forward to reevaluate and restructure our due structure, make it easier for all of you to not only become members of Cal Chiefs, but to understand the due structure, to be able to afford the due structure, And have something that's in place that just makes it easy for member agencies to navigate that. Um, That included bringing on SMA, uh, which is our administrative firm that manages a lot of the administration behind the scenes for Cal Chiefs. Uh, Certainly helped manage our conference this year. Uh, They brought a lot of professionalism into that. They have systems in place that have made things a lot easier and certainly I, I hope that those that attended the conference noticed that right from the registration desk where you were able to dial a single number from your phone and be registered and came off you were to the conference. So um, we have strengthened and opened the dialogue through a series of town hall, for lack of better terms, meetings with all of our sections, where we really conducted listening sessions. Well, you actually conducted listening sessions for us. And we took what our section presidents and their designees had to say to heart and I think we've really made some changes that are going to strengthen our relationships with our sections, make them stronger, which makes Cal Chiefs stronger. And, you know, you're right. We we did ask you to take the lead on that. So maybe it's a good time for me to stop talking
0: about it and turn it over
1: <laughs> to you and let you fill in the blanks.
0: No, it was it was a great honor for me to do that. Obviously, it was one of those things as a, as a past president, um, you know, that's kind of an undefined role a little bit in Cal Chiefs. We're really there for support for kind of historical reference um there's a lot of things that we start with cal chiefs that you know kind of they're not over in a year <laughs> and so they they kind of transition over a little bit so i was happy to do that i worked with uh uh certainly uh, chief uh, chief meston and um, our executive director and and uh and chief ted ted peterson and our sma team just did a phenomenal job and you know it wasn't it wasn't easy uh to do that because you know we we kind of let go of the reins in some ways on our on our uh on our sections not and i don't mean that in um in a bad way at all but they're very passionate about what they do from a section standpoint and which i think is uh which is great and so we wanted to hear from them of how we can communicate better and we heard we heard from them um and we did have to do a lot of listening and so um i think at the end to your point yep there were some challenges there for sure but I think that uh, we're in a much better place moving forward. Um, during your presidency, uh, really, what it was during uh, President Tubbs' time was to do the the homework and figure out how we're going to fix this. And quite frankly, you're going to be coming into that place that during your time is the implementation time of that, you know. And that's what you're gonna you're gonna have uh, you know to work on with with this team. And I I know I think we're in a right place to do that. And so now we just have to operationalize some of those ideas and do that. And then, you know, during the time of when a uh, chief Fennessy comes into his president's role, I'm sure we'll probably be taking a look at how's that stuff working and, you know, what needs to be adjusted and so on and so forth. So those aren't easy things to do, obviously, in the fire services. We know we do projects sometimes that take a couple years to get right. Um, I don't see this as anything different. And I, I think that it's going to be one of those things that's going to take a little bit of time to to figure out, and uh, we we ask for a little bit of patience and a little bit of grace uh, to get us through this. It took us a long time to get to where we were before, and I think it's going to take just a little bit of time to to figure it out and get get it uh, right sized and and going down in the right direction. So yeah, uh,
1: I, I agree with all that, Ray. And I I hope that those that had the opportunity to attend our conference a couple of weeks ago in Ontario. Um, If you had that opportunity, you know, your feedback on the conference is hypercritical to us because we always want to deliver a really high quality event for all of you. So please take a moment when you get those emailed surveys and respond to that. But I will tell you that, you know, this was one of the first times we had sold out an event, not only for attendees, but for our vendors. Um, And I think I hope that what people saw in the large amount of different tracks that were available to the attendees with the keynote speakers we were able to bring in, which were just top-notch in our industry, um, that this was an outcome of some of the reorganization that's already taken place. And this is some of the benefit, I think, that can come directly back to you as a member agency and a member of CalGES.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Obviously being the host agency in Ontario, um, I was proud to bring that to our convention center. And I had a lot of folks coming up to me during the conference and just, really um very complimentary of not only the venue but more so about the content that they were receiving and um it seemed to me there was a lot of people engaged uh they were interested they were they were in the classes they were in uh the general sessions and the place was packed and uh you know that's a testament to the hard work of of our executive team and and Chief Meston and SMA—they just did a phenomenal job this year, and, and uh, they, they really did um, you know, kick it up a notch this year for sure. I thought.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, um, so kind of moving forward, obviously the you know the reorg is a is a thing that we're going to have to operationalize uh, this year. Um, you know, we have a lot of relationships that uh, are very very important to Cal Chiefs. And um, we, we kind of changed our, our model a little bit on that um, over the last couple of years. And I think we've seen some uh, really positive things that have, have come out of that. What are some of the things you see, like maybe some of the groups or uh, people that we're just not quite there yet, but we want to get there? And through your time, I, I know you've done a lot of uh, work with uh, President Tubbs and going meeting a lot of people. Um, and, and those things take time too, you know, to, to, to adjust and to gain trust and, uh, start working with, but what are, what are some of those, um, areas that you're really going to focus on this year, um, to kind of, you know, either solidify a relationship we already have or potentially build one that we think we need to build a little stronger.
1: Yeah, I, I'm excited about some of those opportunities and, and the opportunity to kind of share this, today with all of our members so you know certainly started with your leadership but continued with uh, chief Tubbs and 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 now with me our new relationship with the new emsa uh, state ems agency director liz Bazinet. you know that is an outstanding relationship with a really good leader in place at state emsa now and i'm kind of excited about being able to finally turn some fire service ems issues around to the positive based if nothing less on on our relationship with um, director basnet we meet with her in the standing lunch meeting once a month uh, where we get to talk about ems issues affecting the fire service and we've gained a lot of trust in liz basnet i think she's gained a lot of trust in the voice of the california fire service Um, chapter 13 regulations that's coming back to the table again Uh, you know i think we all kind of joke amongst ourselves that have been in the business a long time how many times we've been at that table chapter 13 is the ems regulations that means so much to all of us from things from 201 rights exclusivity and and service rights um, to defining medical control once and for all so uh, i'm eager to continue that work a couple new endeavors that i'm super excited on behalf of our members Um, we're moving full speed ahead of forming the california fire caucus uh, the proposed fire caucus is modeled after a very successful congressional fire service caucus that was established by Pennsylvania Congressman Kurt Weldon. And if you had a chance to attend our conference, um, Congressman Weldon was uh, really our opening keynote speaker, delivered a very impassioned talk to the fire service leaders there about you just don't, we just don't understand the strength in a united voice of the California fire service. And we're not tapping that. I couldn't agree more with the congressman so i'm very excited to get the california fire caucus up and running it would be open to all of our california legislators irregardless of party affiliation um, so if the legislators can lend support towards benefiting the california fire service on different topics give us a chance to really build a consensus grassroots consensus with them educate them on fire ems issues I know as individual fire chiefs, successful fire chiefs develop good relationships with all their elected officials. But imagine the power, everybody, for just a second, if we had a caucus of fire service leaders in California that addressed fire service specific EMS and fire suppression and prevention issues, um, how powerful that would be. It's, you know, support would be provided by the California Joint Council of Fire Service Organizations. Uh, it's a real broad-based, nonpartisan coalition of California fire service organizations. So, I'm really excited about California Fire Caucus because I think it'll take us a long way. Along with our very uh, strong and valued relationship with Public Policy Advocates (PPA), uh, PPA is located in uh, Sacramento and, and manages all of our legislative and um, builds coalitions for us, negotiates, helps us testify at hearings, and. I just met with the PPA team a couple of days ago and just really forging that relationship. And then secondly, um, is a newly formed leadership alliance. So this includes CPF, CSFA, uh, Fire Districts Association, League of Cities Fire Department Section, Metro Chiefs, our new tribal chiefs branch, our new volunteer and combo branch, and our contract county fire agencies all coming together as one team around one table to address the most important topics in the fire service right now. And within the next week or so, this newly formed leadership alliance, for example, is going to meet to address the issue of the FIRES program. The FIRES program's the Intel aircraft platform that was designed uh, by uh, Chief Fennessy and Orange County Fire Authority in a lead role to stream live incident fire data to the boots on the ground. And as that has transitioned in ownership over to CAL FIRE, there's a proposal that there be a delay built in the transmit of that data. And I think this is exactly the type of issue that the California Leadership Alliance should speak as one united voice on it. So I'm excited that this is one more step that Cal Chiefs is leading and taking a lead role in getting collaboration and getting all these entities into one.
0: Yeah, I think Congressman Weldon was uh, was great, and at the conference, it was it was great to hear him. I got an opportunity, I think, just like you did, to uh, to have a little dinner with him as well, and and uh, get a little more details of, of of kind of his history and and so on and so forth. That was fascinating. And you're right. I think if you look at the the power that the California Fire Service has within our state and and even nationally it it's pretty incredible when we come unified and all of those groups that you talked about everyone has specific things that they're working on or they're concentrating on and boy as you know better than anyone it's it's such a powerful message when we come to Sacramento or Washington DC and we're unified you know with with CPF and we're unified with all of these different uh, partners that we have and we have the same mission and the same voice it's incredible but um how much these people want to listen to us and i think congressman weldon said it best when you look at well why is that well there's no other group in the united states that has a um you know a 30 i think the congress he said it was like 30 uh, percent of the people that approve of the congress and we're in the high 90s in the fire service, and uh, there's no other group um, that I know of that has uh, the the public is behind a group more than the fire service. So to your point, um, really excited to see what's going to happen with the fire caucus and and what um, what our team does with that, and, uh, and it, it's going to be incredible to see what what comes of it. So.
1: Yeah. And if you think for you know, a second, uh, the Fire Caucus will be a strong voice of the fire. So the Leadership Alliance is truly taking labor management to the next level as well. Yep. CPF, IAFF, we value the relationships with those folks. So, so important to us. Uh, that they were an integral part of including on the leadership alliance and CPF's presence there is going to be important that we're in lockstep with Brian Rice and his represented members on all of those critical fire service topics, because quite frankly, they impact all of us, whether we're in a manager, or a leadership role, or we're in a boots on the ground role.
0: Yeah, and I think those are important, incredibly important relationships to have that we, that we currently have and um, that we need to continue to work on. You know, it's a it, it's one of those things that we have to work on and, and nurture every single every single day almost um, because they're so valuable and uh, we see what happens sometimes within our own organizations when uh, those things are fractured and and what things come to a screeching halt and what you can't do when you're not unified. So really excited about that um, in the future for sure. Um, what are what do you think is going to be? some of the biggest challenges, not only for Cal Chiefs, but in the fire service um, in the next year?
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple of categories. Uh, One, first and foremost, I mean, EMS is always gonna occupy a lot of our focus and our attention because it impacts the actual services provided by all of our members, whether you're a BLS provider, an ALS provider, or a transport provider, or both. Um, and in the EMS arena, I'm concerned about a couple of things. I'm concerned about how the work and the outcome of the Chapter 13 committee uh, becomes uh, our representatives from Cal Chiefs are uh, Chief Hartwig and Chief Peterson, backed up by our legal counsel of Ray Ramirez and Andrew Scout. So it's a powerful four person team that we put forward to work with Director Basin and State EMSA. Um, I have certainly overwhelming trust, faith and uh, support for those folks. There is an interesting new challenge coming at us primarily by AMR across the state right now, which is a Prop 26 challenge. And if you'll remember, Proposition 26 was the California State Constitutional Amendment. And in a very simplistic view, and certainly uh, Andrew Scout could do much more justice than I can to this, but in a very simple way, it says the fire department can only charge a cost. For service that is commensurate with what it costs the fire department to provide that service so it can't make a profit it can't undercharge it and amr is now making a claim in a couple of arenas and i suspect uh, the private animals world as a whole will be making this charge that fire departments while they may underbid amr and contract uh, rfp processes are still overcharging for what the actual cost of their services so there may be a prop 26 argument that cal Chiefs finds itself needing to support our member agencies in defending and i'm already having some very proactive discussions at the e-board level and with our legal counsel andrew Scout, on how to be proactive to that as opposed to oh my goodness an agency just got sued for it so i'm starting to pick this up on that side the second uh thing that i think is a challenge and a potential threat to the fire service—it's right around the corner, it's a completely different topic, and that's the business roundtable tax measure proposed for the November 2024 ballot. So that measure, if you're not familiar with it, uh, more or less says any uh, public agency that wants to pass a tax or a fee has to go to the voters and get two thirds majority to pass that fee or tax. It includes a proposed retroactive piece, which goes back a couple of years and says, if you passed a fee or tax and didn't go to the voters in that period, you got to turn that around and go back out to the voters and potentially turn that money back to the taxpayers. So it can have some really devastating impacts on a local government, particularly a fire department or fire district's ability to charge proper fees and taxes to support even the existing services you have, let alone, new services you might want to bring to your community so Calchi's board is uh, fully informed on these issues we're working closely with our allied agencies our consultants our partner agencies um, and while i see these as threats so i want to assure our members that we are very proactive well ahead of the curve on these issues uh, but if you are confronted with any of those challenges yourself please reach out to your area directors reach out to your uh Southern California or Northern California directors or, or reach out to me directly and let me know how Cal Chiefs can provide guidance and support for you.
0: Yeah, that, that proposition that's coming um, in 2024, um, I know they tried it before and it didn't get enough signatures, I believe. I believe now it has enough signatures and it's getting some interesting support from some uh, interesting um, people out there. And if you just Google um, some of that, it's it's right there on the internet, and there's a lot of uh, newspaper articles that have been written on uh, who's supporting that uh, measure. It's kind of interesting, so uh, that might be something interesting for our our uh, members to go Google and look at uh, how that's going. Um, so obviously, we have a lot of things going on at Cal Chiefs, and um, you're during your president year. Um, you're probably going to be a little bit more busy than uh, your your normal your normal year because it's going to be taking you out of some things. But I know in your own organization, you have a lot of things going on as well. Um, you just went through a successful RFP uh, that you and uh, Maddox Ambulance, uh, Jimmy Pearson and the gang uh, were successful in winning an ambulance RFP for your uh, county. Um, where are you guys at with that? What's going on with that?
1: Yeah, it's been an interesting venture for us. This actually started uh, probably three or four years ago, anticipating the County of Sonoma's contract with the incumbent provider AMR was going to come up for uh, a new RFP process. And Did the fire district want to get into that business and compete against a long-established incumbent provider? Um, And we decided we did, but our decision was based solely on service. And we thought, frankly, after looking in depth at current service levels and at the capabilities of the fire service would have, we felt we could provide a better level of service. And that's all that drove us. Um, uh, we had no ill will towards our incumbent providers, We've been working alongside them for uh, many, many, many years. But we just felt, frankly, the fire service and a public model could be a better model for the county of Sonoma. So we went all in. Uh, we were fortunate to hire some strong, supportive allied partners through AP Trident and others. Um, and form a team internally to bid on the county's RFP process. And last time that was done in Sonoma County was a little over 13 years ago. And, you know, it was interesting from the start because folks that were in county leadership writing the actual RFP and conducting the process were not in these positions when it was last done 13 years ago. So there's no subject matter expertise on how to do that. Certainly for us, as long as I've been involved with EMS, even for me, it was a new venture and it really required us to look at it through business goggles and make sure that we were doing the right thing for the constituents. But throughout that process, we uh, put together a very powerful proposal to the county of Sonoma. We submitted that back in uh, March of this current year. So March 3rd, I believe, was the date those proposals were submitted. A month later, it was both us and AMR competing for the 10-year contract. Uh, we were required to give video presentations to an outside subject matter expert panel that was assembled by the county and the outcome of that entire bid process is that we were successful in outscoring the incumbent provider and uh, eventually being awarded the contract by the board of supervisors in june and literally as of last friday we signed that formal contract with the county of sonoma so Lots and lots and lots. We can do a whole nother podcast on just how you get from A to Z, um, but it is a long process. And, and I will just give a couple of pieces of advice up front for those of you considering doing this, or perhaps you're in the process right now of a bid process. Reach out to those of us that have done it. Let us share what worked, what didn't work, lessons learned. Uh, don't do it yourself. There's lots of support there, whether it's AP Trading or others, there's lots of great support for you out there uh, to go through this process. Get your relationships with your politicians formed now. Strengthen those strong relationships with all your allied agencies, your other fire agencies joining you, public and civic groups. Um, Don't go into this cold without those relationships well established because you'll need that support as you migrate a process here. Um, And lastly, keep uh, keep your voice as the chief of the department, keep your voice as the organization bidding this throughout the entire process. Don't lose this to standard terminology or templates. Uh, Be strong and make sure that the voice of your organization and your organization's guiding principles and ethics are carried through the whole process. And I really believe that when we submitted a proposal, it was my voice, it was the voice of the Sonoma County Fire District, and it really represented who we are and what we stood for. And I think that carried us a long way. So very convoluted process, but we're quite honored to become the new exclusive operating area ground ambulance provider on january 15th
0: well congratulations on that um mark i know it was a long a long haul we were kind of do this doing this in parallel obviously every county uh you know we were working on ours but you guys were just a little bit ahead of us which was great for us because we got to learn a lot from you and your agency and moving forward so um, had a different, little different model than we did. Um, and there's a lot of different models out there. And I think that goes to show that there is no one way to do it. And it really depends on um, what's right for your organization, what's right for your community. And there's a lot of different examples out there now of, you know, between Santa Barbara County, Sonoma, San Bernardino County, uh, San Diego. I understand uh, Fairfield is uh doing um one soon and they're gonna they've created a jpa and they're gonna run that through fairfield fire department um and so on and so forth so uh very interesting what's going on in california um with those uh as far as it regards to in the fire in the fire service and the ambulance uh, business so i think you're gonna we're gonna see more and more of that um as as counties start to uh, have their rfp or their need to uh, put a bid out for for ambulance service so it'll be interesting to see how that goes
1: yeah i agree i i I think you know the overriding message is you can do this you can do this it's a good endeavor for a fire agency to get into Um, it's a difficult process it's not a a easy process by any means and it's not a fast process Uh, but you can do this Uh, there's lots of help and support for you out there and you know, for us, it's all about finding the right partner, and we lined up with Medic Ambulance out of Solano County, who really emboldened and agreed and lined up with our guiding principles as an organization and our voice and what we wanted to do service-wise, and um, that that has been a, a
0: strong and strategic partnership for us. Yeah, that's great. Um, just really looking forward to uh, seeing you in, in the role of, of president this year, and. Um, I wish you all the best of luck. I know. um, I think I talked when I was going to become the president. I I talked to a lot of people about doing that um, as I was considering doing the uh, president elect. And I I always remember what Chief Hartwig told me one time was that uh, it's something that you'll look back on and it would be your hardest year in the fire service. (laughs) Uh, being the president but it'll be the most rewarding as well when you get done so I know you're going to do a phenomenal job of of uh being the president for us at Cal Chiefs and I wish you all the best in that um, was there anything you wanted to touch on before we take off and I know we've uh, taken a lot of your time and I appreciate you coming on today but is there anything else that you wanted to touch on uh, Mark before we take off?
1: Yeah, no, I appreciate those comments, Ray. Um, uh, You know, for me, it's an honor to be able to serve on Cal Chiefs in any capacity and certainly a great honor and a a real career highlight to be able to serve as the president of Cal Chiefs. And, you know, for all of our members listening today to the podcast, uh, my message is really this, the board and uh, myself and everybody that serves on our board and executive board is here to serve you as a member. We're here to serve you. So, if there's anything that Cal Chiefs can do to support you, to support your organization, to support your vision for where you want to go, um, we are here to do just that. Encourage you to get involved with Cal Chiefs as much as you possibly can. It'll be equally as rewarding for you as it is for all of us that have been serving. But thanks for the opportunity today to talk to all of our members, and I appreciate everybody that's listened.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh... President Hine, and uh, like I said, good luck on your year. And if anybody has any um, comments or any suggestions for future podcasts, uh, we send out a uh, kind of a notice when all these podcasts come out, there's a email link on there and uh, you can email us with any uh, suggestions you have, any comments, um, anything like that would be great to hear from, from any of you. So I encourage you to take a look at that email that comes out. And then, like I said, there's that email that's attached to that. And uh, you can send that to us and uh, we will respond back to that. And hopefully uh, either use your uh, suggestions or or possibly if you guys have any guests or people have any guests they want us to, to interview, that'd be great to, to have them on as well. So, again, President Hine, thank you so much for joining us today. And uh, we'll see everyone later. And uh, take care of yourselves. Thank you, Ray.